Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Rodgers in trouble. Does he have a vintage moment in him? In the end zone, it is caught for the win! Pressure, pass is picked off, and who is it? Big B.J. Raji for the touchdown! Welcome back to another episode of the Pax What She Said podcast. The first time in the inception of the show that we get to actually talk about real life football that is coming to us within like 48 hours, whatever, by the time you listen to this. And then the, the very next episode, we'll have watched live Packers football. And I kind of can't believe it. But I, as always, am joined uh, by my lovely co-host, Perry Goldstein. This is Maggie Loney. Perry, football's here. We watched football last night. That was kind of wild, right? Yeah, we did. It was crazy. It was basically a beat down and the Chiefs are here for going for two, I guess. I uh I have a I had a little bit of a bold prediction that I didn't tweet out because I wanted to save it for the show, which is I can see the Chiefs pulling a 2011 Packers and being like quite dominant but not making it to the Super Bowl. I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean they but, uh, they have so many weapons. They yeah, and now they've added Clyde Edwards Hilaire who had himself a night. Uh I think it's too soon to like say, Oh, look at that little new rookie weapon. I gotta see him for a few weeks, but I have a feeling that he's gonna be a superstar. Yeah, which is just what the Chiefs needed, another superstar. Yeah, it's just jam packed. It's almost more <laughs> fair. Um the Texans went all Texans and Deshaun had to dance around and make plays himself. We saw no Randall Cobb. <laughs> I was so upset. I was like, can you just give me some Randall? But of course, Bill O'Brien did not do that. But yeah, we watched football and it was amazing. Yeah. And now we get to talk about Packers football, which we, I guess we've kind of done that, you know, for the entire off season, but to have an actual game to talk about um, is more meaningful. So we have on the fly, literally like 10 minutes before we started recording, come up with a structure that we will be using for our, um, in season episodes, uh, this year, I almost said this semester because I'm still in school mode, but <laughs> <laughs> so we each week will be giving you uh, one player on offense that we are looking at for each team, one player on defense. We're looking at an X factor that can be anything, um, a key matchup to watch and a fantasy sleeper because Perry and I both play fantasy football and maybe next year we'll have a pack what she said leagues. Who knows? Just, you know, that would be fun putting that out there, especially when we can get back to Lambo and taunt people in real life. <laughs> Just kidding. I would never, I would never, you would never do that. I would never do that. All right. So Perry, um, why don't you kick things off? 
Ralph, who would be um, your player on offense to watch? Uh, let's start with the Packers, of course. Who's your Who's your Packer player to watch? Um, there are so many, but I'm <laughs> actually really looking forward to seeing what the Packers are going to do with Jamal Williams. Um, he has definitely changed the kind of player that he is this offseason. He's become a very um, instinctive and intuitive route runner more so than he ever was before. And I think it's going to really round out his game. He's already fantastic in pass pro. He's very much a little bit of that bulldozer running back you put out there on third and one to get the first down, but now he can literally run routes around defenders. And I think he's just going to be utilized in a new and exciting way that we haven't seen. And we already know what Aaron Jones is, which is, you know, a pro bowl level running back. Um, And we know who our wide receivers are, but I think Jamal is going to be um, quite a pleasant surprise. Yeah. So I'm, mine's probably cheating. I always cheat when we do this, but Mine has to be Aaron Rodgers, and it's mostly because of the comments he made about going back and looking, you know, at his old film and finding some some things in his game that he kind of dropped off and he wanted to bring back. So I'm just beyond curious to find out what that is. I know he'll never, like, disclose that information publicly, but, you know, he had such a relaxed camp, and he just really, you know, seemed to be in really good spirits. And I think that this is probably the most, like, mellow off season he's had, you know, he's, he talked about how they all had time to like work on themselves and, you know, kind of look internally and meditate and reflect. And I think that we're going to see like a very ready to go Aaron Rodgers. And that's what I'm most excited about. I think, I think he'll come out swinging, you know, we always talk about like, there's a little bit of rust or getting acclimated when he doesn't play in the preseason. No, I think he's just going to come out and light it up on Sunday. Yeah, I was going to say Aaron Rodgers as well, but um, but it's true. He feels like a different player this season in attitude and perspective. And um, I think he always comes out game day ready. He's done some really incredible things, uh, many a week ones. So I think that rust is never really there for him, which always gives us the Packers the edge. So I agree with you. I'm looking forward to whatever it is he changed, if it, helps him I'm all for it uh so let's switch to the Vikings um because this is definitely a little um I'm not looking for them to have an offensive player (laughs) that does well against us but I am really looking forward to seeing Justin Jefferson he's someone that I was really high on in the draft I think most of Packers Twitter was he was a fantastic wide receiver at at LSU and someone that we would have been more than happy to have on our team. So it is week one. So expectations can't be too high, but he's kind of uh, immediately stepping into a wide receiver two role. Um, So I'm curious to see what, you know, what kind of player he is uh, next to Adam Thielen. Yeah, I, I was going to switch it up and do uh, running backs just because, you know, we, we were without Delvin Cook um, in the lineup when the Packers uh, clinched the division last season. So uh, for him to come back, I know that he's still kind of in contract negotiations. I don't think that that's going to mean much like as to his performance. Um, I think if anything, it's kind of a chip on his shoulder to go out and play better because he doesn't have the money locked up yet. So he wants to make sure that he does that. But yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, this whole season, the Packers are going up against really solid running backs and they're starting week one with one of the better running backs in the league. So, you know, this is going to be the test for the run defense to kind of see if they have made improvements and Dalvin Cook is one of the better guys in the league to kind of kind of test yourself against, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So on defense, 
the player on defense for the Packers that you're most looking forward to watching? I'm probably can guess <laughs> who it is, but I'm going to let you say it. Yeah, because I start smiling before I say it, and I think that's a giveaway, even though people can't tell that um, through their audio. But yeah, it's Christian Kirksey, and I, I've talked about Christian Kirksey a lot, but I just I'm ready to see him in game action because I I got to watch him sparingly. Um, when he was healthy with the Browns and he was always a player that I thought that the Packers could use like the caliber um, that he plays with. And, you know, Brian Gutekunst had said that he brings something to the defense that this team hasn't had in a little bit. Like it's a different dynamic, a different feel. He's more athletic. Um, so I'm just, I'm just curious to see what that looks like in the middle of the defense. Like, I think it's going to be interesting to see somebody that's like flying around and not like see ball, get ball. Like that's, that's yeah. going to be different. He's definitely, yeah, he's definitely a different linebacker than I think we've had in a while and not, this isn't the key matchup that I was going to discuss, but I am looking (laughs) forward to seeing how he covers, um, you know, the tight ends of the Vikings because that's going to be, that was something that we have always struggled with. And if he can sort of stop them from, from, you know, attacking the middle of the field, then he's already doing better than Blake Martinez. Um, my player on defense, you will also, uh, probably know what I'm about to say, but I can't wait to see Rashawn Gary out there. Um, I think that the hype is very real around him, not just from the players, but from the staff as well. Um, the Mike Smith has spoken quite highly of the development and the leap that Rashawn has made this off season in his film study in his body and his technique. And I, would hope that that all of that hard work translates well onto the field. And if it does, um, as Zadarius said yesterday in his press conference, then we need to change his last name to the Smiths <laughs> because that is um, a pretty nasty pass rush. If you ask me, that's, that's going to be, if he really can make an impact, going to be quite difficult to stop. Um, and so having both Smiths and Rashawn, as well as Kenny on the inside, um, we're going to be pretty dynamic. And so, yeah, I'm looking forward to Rashawn. I know that fans and everyone have had very high expectations for him, which I think were slightly unwarranted for a rookie that we took as a developmental prospect. So if that development only took one season and one off season for him to come onto the field and, you know, make an impact, then I think it was, it's going to be a successful pick from Brian Goodkunst. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that that's going to be really exciting. And I'm, I think I'm most excited to see kind of how that front seven is utilized. Like last year, it was just a lot of Z and P off the edge, but now that you have, um, you know, you're going to need some support. The Packers didn't really do a ton to beef up the middle of their defensive line. So you could see even Urshan rushing over center. Like there's a lot of different ways that Mike Patton can use those guys. And I think that that's kind of what I'm most excited about, even maybe less so than the players is just how this defense looks um, schematically going into week one. But maybe that's a segue into X factor. Maybe it's not at all. We got to do our (laughs) defensive players for the Vikings. Oh, do we have to talk about the Vikings? I'm just kidding. We we absolutely should. (laughs) Well, I'm looking forward to watching Harrison Smith and that's really only because he's a really, really dynamic safety and, their safety tandem, I think, is one of the best in the league. Um, they do a really good job. And I think they are going to be tasked with picking up the slack of their new corners. Um, and that's going to be kind of a 
high bar to hit, um, they're, they're going to have a lot on their shoulders in terms of just making sure they're covering where they, what they normally have to do as well as I think, you know, I would think that Mike Zimmer will scheme it so that they're playing a lot of zone so that these corners, you know, aren't left on an Island with Devonte Adams, because that's not going to end well for them. So I'm, I'm looking forward to watching the way they do it. Um, I'm hoping it doesn't work naturally as a Packers fan. I want the Packers <laughs> to win and score against them, but I just think from a um, schematic and, you know, as someone who just enjoys good football, it's going to be interesting to see how they're deployed. And, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers spoke pretty highly of, of Harrison Smith as well. So there's, there's some mutual respect there. Yeah. I, again, this is probably a cop out. I think it's the same thing that, or the same person that everybody listening to this um, would kind of think about, but mine's Yannick Ngakwe just because, you know, I don't think that he's going to necessarily be like a force week one, because I think that he's still got to get acclimated to the defense. I don't think that there's going to be like um, a breakout kind of thing like you know Khalil Mack in 2018 at Lambeau kind of wrecked the first half of that game but he had had the entire offseason you know to to get familiar with that that Bears front so I mean Yannick kind of signed late I just I'm, I'm I think he'll still obviously really improve their their pass rush especially now that they don't have Daniel Hunter in the mix like I think a lot of that could fall on his shoulders but because you know he's still kind of learning the scheme I'm I'm not sure like what kind of impact he'll have. And, you know, depending on where he lines up, if he's kind of rushing on the left side and he's got David Bakhtiari in his face, that's going to look a lot different than going up against whoever is in at right tackle for the Packers on Sunday. Absolutely. Okay. So now we can talk about our X factors, (laughs) which naturally can be either on the defense or the offensive side. Um, Mine is definitely offensive, but um, who are you looking at as someone who could really come out and be a surprise for, for the Packers? I, it's hard to call them a surprise because I'm, I'm going to say MBS. Okay. And I think it's, it's just because we're excited to see what he can do. And, you know, he, by all accounts, had like one of the best training camps. And I think he started kind of slow, like when they were in shells, but then when he put the pads on Aaron Rodgers, Devonte Adams, Alan Lazard, Brian Gutekunst, like Matt LaFleur, everybody, you know, his name was in everyone's mouth as saying that like, this is what we expect from him. This is the new normal. He's finally putting it together. And, you know, that's all that's been missing was kind of that comfort with Aaron Rodgers and them getting on the same page. So if they're now on the same page, you know, he maybe come becomes wide receiver two by the end of the season. And it's not a knock to Alan Lazard. It's just, I think he's finally going to live up to his potential and he might arguably have a better ceiling. So, you know, I don't think he's going to go put up like two touchdowns and 200 yards or anything week one, but I think that we'll see him in the lineup maybe more than we thought we would going into the off season. Um, I like that. I would love to see MVS live up to the the potential that they definitely see in him. Um, it's just a matter of putting it together on the field. And I honestly think that if he has one, he starts out on a on a good note, has like a good game on Sunday that will really propel him um, for the rest of the season. Um, mine is, I think, a little bit of a cop-out since he's literally an X-factor in this offense, but I'm really looking forward to Tyler Irvin. Um, I think for multiple reasons. The first is that we have heard throughout camp that he's been moved around the offense quite a bit, whether he is running back or wide receiver. Um, he's 
very versatile. Um, and I just feel like he's, uh, an interesting piece that the creative allows Matt LaFleur's creative side to come out a little bit more in terms of how he's going to be used. It's not just going to be jet sweeps. Um, it's going to be much more than that as well as, you know, what he brings to the return game, which after watching the 2019 season over again, I didn't even realize at the time how much he absolutely just completely altered our return game. Once he Mm -hmm. started, it was bad before he started. And I knew it at the time, but watching back, it's quite striking. So he is definitely an X factor for me. Um, And I think the extra exciting thing is that there's zero tape on him. Um, And there's zero tape on him in the way that Matt LaFleur is going to use him. So it will be a surprise no matter where they line him up or what they do with him for the Vikings defense. Um, And that really does give us an edge if it gets executed properly. Yeah, that's a good one. I almost like, you know, I I almost didn't think of him in the lineup because I'm like, okay, well, you know, you have uh, AJ Dillon who we're not expecting to see a ton of, but we'll see a little bit. Aaron Jones, you had mentioned Jamal Williams is your player on offense already, but yeah, Tyler Irvin is like a sneaky X factor. I really like that one. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious to see how much he gets utilized um, in week one. Are we doing X factors for the Vikings players or are we just going to? Sure, because I have one in we... mind. We can okay. skip over it if you'd like. No, go ahead. I want to hear who this is. Um, so my X factor. So one of the things that I'm watching throughout the season in the <laughs> NFC North as a whole is each team has a young up-and-coming tight end on their roster that everyone in the draft was quite high on. And I think that if all four of the selections hit, the NFC North could have some of the best tight ends in the league in two or three years. And we very much know who Kyle Rudolph is. Um, I think we know how to game plan around him. We know that he can be a factor in their offense, but we don't know what who Herb Smith Jr. is yet. And I think that if he does make the leap that we expect out of Jay Sternberger, and I'm sure the Vikings expect out of him in picking him in the second round, um, that he could very much come out and surprise our defense. And like I said earlier, um, our coverage of tight ends across the middle of the field is not typically our strength. So um, I fully expect Mike Zimmer to deploy their tight ends in a way that's going to play to our weaknesses and use a player like Irv Smith Jr., who we don't really know a lot about um, and may not know how to stop. So again, not um, hoping for that to be the outcome, but it's <laughs> going to be quite interesting to see how they use both, both of their tight ends. Yeah, I'm going to switch actually to the defense. And I think that my X factor for the Vikings will be Mike Hughes, um, just because he's one of their starting corners. And you had talked about kind of the rookie growing pains um, and kind of having to rely on their their safeties to kind of make up for some of that. Um, we saw the rookies uh, in the Chiefs-Texans uh, game get tested. Sneed um, was filling in for Bashad Breland, who was out with an injury. And he played well. I mean, he got a pick. Um, so I, I think that's what I'm most curious about. I, I don't know if Mike Hughes will be like on Devontae Adams at all, or, you know, if he'll be up against Lazard or MBS or whoever he lines up against, but he is one of the starters on their depth chart. And, you know, he was drafted high for a reason. So I I'm curious to see kind of the impact he makes. And I'm curious to see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. you know, like, does he go after him to test him? Um, you know, that could be one of the matchups, like you said, depending on if they're in zone or man, because you know, if it's man coverage, 
he's going to get a couple balls his way just, you know, to kind of see what he's got. So to me, that's, I think where I'm most curious about um, from their defense. That's yeah. I, I definitely will be watching for that as well. I think Aaron Rodgers is definitely going to be testing that secondary (laughs) for sure. And that segue is nice because we want to talk about key matchups and mine is, interesting it's not (laughs) something that you're going it's not a player on player um but i jerry gray has come in and i think um clearly changed the attitude in that cornerback room and we are now going up against his former team in the vikings and his institutional knowledge for our corners i think is going to be huge in this game Um, so my key matchup that I'm looking at, which is, again, it's going to be a little hard to quantify how they do. Um, but it's Jerry gray versus the Vikings wide receivers. So essentially our cornerbacks versus the Viking wide receivers, um, how they're going to be utilized, um, who they're going to put on each of the players. Um, my, Initial thoughts are actually that we're going to put Jair on Justin Jefferson and have Kevin up against Adam Thielen with safety help. Um, That feels a little bit uh, like the, as Nagler told me last night, the Belichickian way (laughs) of doing things. But it makes sense because um, it's going to be, I'd be hard pressed to, to have Kirk Cousins throw the ball against Jair um, to his rookie wide receiver, I think that'll be a lockdown. And then if we can cover Thielen, um, you know, using some safety help, I think we could pretty much stop their pass attack. So it's, but it's really, I think ultimately going to be like, what has Jerry Gray provided in terms of knowledge and um, yeah, just, just his institutional knowledge from the Vikings, from being in the building and and relaying that and saying to the guys, like, this is how we're going to stop them. Yeah, I like that. I'm going to take it kind of in the same direction, but mine's going to be um, the Packers edge rush against the Vikings O-line because, you know, by all accounts, I don't really believe that the Vikings offensive line got much better. And, you know, Kirk Cousins is not like a a mobile quarterback. Um, So the Packers basically won the game to clinch the division last season by generating an insane pass rush and their pass rush arguably has just gotten better. Like now you're adding Rashawn Gary to the mix. You have Kenny Clark with his mega contract, who's still an ascending player. You know, we're looking to see what Kingsley Kiki can do. Christian Kirksey has been utilized in the blitz. So I just, I think that that's going to be the key. Like if they can stop Kirk cousins from getting the ball out, that that's going to be the key to the game because, you know, Mike Patton had always said that he'll give up rushing yards. And I know that then the, the argument is he gave up too many rushing yards in the 49ers NFC championship game. But, you know, he basically said, you can run on us all day as long as you can't pass on us. And I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to be able to pass very effectively with Zedarius and Preston and Kenny and Rashawn in his face. So that's, I think my matchup to watch is just seeing if the Vikings offensive line can, can kind of hold out if like if they can keep Kirk protected because it's hard to think that at this point with the offensive line that they have that they're going to be able to do that. Yeah, I mean Kenny pretty much ate Bradbury's lunch last year, so <laughs> I don't know how it's going to go. And we know that Kenny's favorite quarterback to sack is is Kirk Cousins, so I expect a few of those 
um, on Sunday. So for those of you out there listening, if you're still with us, thank you, um, who play <laughs> fantasy football and you're wondering who to put in your lineup from this game, um, we're going to make some recommendations. And mine's going to be a replete, repeat player, so sorry about that. But um, And it's mostly selfish because he's on my bench right now and I'm wondering if I should put him in. But I think <laughs> my fantasy sleeper is going to be Jamal Williams. Um, I think backfield by committee is very much the way of the future and Green Bay seems to be deploying that quite nicely um, in practice. And especially if Jamal is going to be catching passes in terms of a fantasy points perspective, that obviously gets you more points. So, or adds to your points. So um, I'm going to go with Jamal in the, in a flex. I think he will, um, even if he has, you know, a 40 to 50 yard day with a handful of catches. That's a nice, nice amount of points for a flex position. If you're in a PPR league. Yeah. I mean, it's hard that we call this fantasy sleepers because I don't like, I don't know if I mean, there's any- running back too. He's not actually a sleeper, but yeah. well, you know, I was, I thought about honestly going running back too for the Vikings and Alexander uh, Madison, just because, you know, I, but I don't, I think now that Delvin Cook is back, he's going to kind of be the bell cow. I don't see them spreading it out as much as we maybe expect the Packers to spread it out. So I'm going to say Alan Lazard because I nice. think that the, the Vikings will have a game plan for Devontae Adams, you know, as most teams try and don't successfully um, end up with, you know, I think, well, he'll see a lot of double teams and, you know, whoever is on Devontae, that probably means that you have a guy like Mike Hughes against Alan Lazard, or you're going to have a rookie that has to guard, you know, wide receiver two for the Packers. And right now that's Lazard. And so I think that he has the height and the physicality to win those one-on-ones. And especially if you're in a PPR league, I would expect him to get his touches um, with Devante kind of blanketed uh, this week. Nice. That was my, he was my other thought as well. Yeah, he was, I definitely think that he, and it's not to say that he's going to have this like large a hundred yard day, but he definitely will will be looked at and targeted. And he was targeted on some pretty key third downs the second yeah. half of last season. And so I fully expect Rogers to look to him for that as well again. Um, so we have, I think, pretty much exhausted all of the <laughs> ways we can talk about this game. Um, very ready to just watch it. I'm really excited. Yep. Um, I think it's going to be a really fun season. I'm looking forward to it. I'm actually less nervous this year than I have been for the past few seasons. Um, I'm just, I think it's just going to be nice and fun. And you and I both will be watching with our dads, which is always special. So anything, any other thoughts you have on these, uh, this matchup that we haven't covered yet and all of our content out there? I see that's, you know, we joke about, we have content everywhere. So but, you know, we have like a, we have a niche group of packs, which he said listeners, who I don't think hear our content anywhere else. So let's, let's do uh, a couple bold predictions before we wrap things up, just in case okay. they didn't hear it on Twitter or happy hour or wherever. So Perry, who is your first touchdown of the season? Um, your first sack and your first interception. And this doesn't have to be week <laughs> one. I mean, you know, let's yeah. see who, who is it? <laughs> Well, I'm going to go it will happen in week one, but um, I like that. first touchdown is definitely boring, but I think it's just going to be Aaron Jones touchdown machine, Mr. Reliable. Um, I think we're going to be quite run heavy um, this, this coming Vikings game um, just because it works <laughs> and, um, and the Vikings front 
um, without Danil Hunter, honestly, is not as strong as it, it previously was. So I think we'll be able to run the ball, especially Elton Jenkins and Aaron Jones are just such a good duo. Um, Elton just blows the holes open for, for, for Jones. So I think it's going to be Jones. Um, first sack, it's going to be Zadarius Smith. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to even question that decision. Um, the man was pretty much left off of every major list this season. He did make it into the NFL top 100, but not nearly where I think that he should be. Um, and he doesn't do well when he gets snubbed. Um, it's fuel to the fire as it should be. Um, so I think he's very much going to come out with a vengeance and also just want to continue on with his, you know, the campaign that he started last season as being one of the best edge rushers in the league. Um, he's in his prime right now. So fully expecting another, you know, high sack season. First interception. That's a really interesting question. Well, the the name I gave on happy hour was Darnell Savage. Um, so I think I'm just going to stick by that pick. I don't really have any actual sort of schematically influenced reason <laughs> as to why I've picked Darnell Savage, but I do think that him and Amos are going to be a little bit more dynamic in that way. I think our whole secondary is quite ball hawking. It's just a matter if they can actually finish the job, which they struggled with a little bit besides Kevin King last season. So I think second year player um, is going to want to be out there and, and prove himself in the league. And um, I see them also sliding Darnell a little bit into the slot in if need be. And so if he's getting those one-on-ones with receivers or tight ends, um, then he has more of that opportunity. So I guess I do have some schematically influenced <laughs> reasons. So it's Darnell. Yeah. I, I feel like mine are like just me projecting what I want to happen out into the universe. But uh, my first touchdown, I have it going to MVS. And I think it's just because um, we're ready to see him put everything together. And, you know, I have like the stream scenario in my brain where Rogers catches the the defense jumping, like maybe Yannick jumps off sides in their fake crowd noise horn dome. Uh, and like, you know, Rogers just lights it up on a free play to MVS for like 70 yards like that. That's me projecting. But I think that, I think that there's something there. Like I think he's going to spread the ball around more this season. So MVS is my guy for uh, the first touchdown um, first sack is absolutely, I'm in agreement with you that it's Zedaria Smith. It, it seems like sacrilegious to pick anyone else at this point, because we know kind of who he is and what he wants to prove. And, you know, he's hungry. I think the whole defense is hungry, but I think he's especially hungry, you know, for all the reasons you already listed that he's been snubbed. And I think he's just ready to play football. Like, I think these guys are ready to hit each other or like yeah. hit, you know, mm-hmm. another team and not each other anymore. So um, and then for me, for interceptions, again, this is me projecting, but I kind of want it to be Christian Kirksey because I want us to be like, oh, look, we have a middle linebacker that does what a middle linebacker is supposed to do. And it just, you know, it'd be nice to see him like covering a tight end and not have that go for 40 yards and to actually have him like pick a ball off. So <laughs> again, this, I think just me projecting my feelings. Um, but yeah, I'm going to stick with them because it makes me happy to think about. So I love those picks. I hope all of them <laughs> happen. Um and we'll, I guess we'll see on Sunday. We'll have our answers. 
but no vets, like no icing. No, no. We're <laughs> this is mainly just like for our own personal amusement. Oh yeah. Um, and bets are reserved for special occasions. Absolutely. All right, Maggie. So we're really excited. We're so ready for football, Packers football. Um, thank God we're playing at uh, the early time slot. I can't wait till like the, a night game. I know it's um, so hard. It's so hard. So we will have all of our thoughts on the game um, next week, as well as all of these same predictions uh, for the Lions game in week two. Um, so tune in next week, as always, for Pax, which she said. Follow us on Twitter at PWSS Podcast. You can follow me at Perry underscore Goldstein. You can follow Maggie at Maggie J. Loney and find all of the work that she does, all the amazing things that she does on Twitter because it's getting to the point where it's too long to list it out. Um, (laughs) (laughs) so just follow us on Twitter and you'll, you'll be up to date on everything. And, uh, we are just ready for some football. So signing off with a, uh, as always with a go pack, go, go pack, go.